0: Sound of sensation across the nation. Listen to radio goodies. Come. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Goodies Pirate Podcast. I'm Dave.
1: I'm Richard. I'm Tom.
0: And this week we're looking at Hospital for Hire, sometimes referred to as the National Health Service or simply doctors. First broadcast on the 15th of December 1973, again on Saturday at 8.10pm. Richard, what was your thought about this episode?
2: Overall, I enjoyed it. I maybe didn't get quite as much out of it as last week's, but I really enjoyed this one.
1: Tom? Yeah, this is a good, solid story for me. Uh, It had some great moments in it. Probably quite poignant to the British people at the time. of uh, Why, probably no doubt, Bill and Graham and Tim uh, wrote about it.
2: Well, I was going to say, I suppose for Graham, he could have drawn on his medical training, I guess.
1: Uh, Yes,
0: that would have been in there as well. So, when I approached this episode, it was one that I must admit, I haven't watched for a very, very long time. Because my memory of it was that it was very, very weak. As soon as I started watching it for this podcast, those first five or six minutes, I was laughing a lot. I must admit, I didn't get as much out of the stuff in the middle, particularly the middle film sequence and even some of the most of the stuff with The Minister. But the final stuff, I got a lot out of it as well. So this is a really good example of an episode. Look, I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's an instant classic Mm. or a favourite or anything like that. But it is a good example of an episode that I didn't have good memories of. And watching it again for the first time in a long time it's really got up on my estimation so if nothing else comes out of this podcast it's, it's stuff like that in you know, episodes you wouldn't normally watch that you'd actually go back to and you say that, that's better than i remember that was a lot of fun and i did have fun watching this so we'll get into it
2: we start off in the office with graham and bill coming back bill has his leg in plaster and, and tim's been waiting there three weeks to yes come home and of course, we then discover, not only have they done the wrong leg,
1: <laughs> it was meant to be Graham's. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right, it got better in the meantime. Yeah,
0: that, that's that's a really good example of the goodies at their most clever, because you can see the joke coming, oh, they did the wrong leg, and you think it's the left one, not the right one. Yes. And then he points to Graham, it was meant to be his. <laughs> and it goes into a whole different place, so that's really good. They then complain to the Minister for Health, who we don't see at this stage, but he says, well, if you're so upset about the system, why don't you go become doctors?
2: Yes, and of course you can do this by filling in the coupon on the back <laughs> of the radio
0: you know, times. times. Wait,
1: there's still a couple of pages left. Yes, they're using this <laughs> toilet
0: paper. <laughs> yes, and overtly so to the point that Bill goes into the toilet and brings out the radio times hanging on the toilet roll. On oh, a bit of
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, so not even a subtle gag, that one. Anything that particularly pissed them off about the radio times, or is it just fun to make fun of?
2: I'd say it's probably one of those British institutions. I I mean, There probably isn't really an equivalent here, I don't think.
0: No, I mean, the Green Guide would sort of be what filled that space for a lot of us in Melbourne, but that wasn't nearly the same sort of stature. TV Week.
2: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, that was a commercial mag, I suppose. So, I mean, the Radio Times was was the organ of the BBC. Well, that's right.
1: only did BBC programs in there.
2: Yeah, that's right. You had TV Times, I think, if you wanted the ITV stuff. Yeah. Well,
0: there you go. So that leads us into the first film sequence, which is all about the... The stereotype of being a medical, medical student. student, Yes. Uh, this is one joke that probably hasn't changed much for the last 50 years, really, because I, I was watching this and thinking most of this stuff if you did it today it would still be completely relevant.
2: Oh, I think so. I think it probably draws a bit on, because Graham had been writing a lot for the Doctor series, Doctor in the House, Doctor at Sea, yep. Doctor at Large. I think is probably just an extension of a lot of the jokes they wrote there because that takes those doctors really from being medical students to then going into practice. And a lot of it is about drinking alcohol, having parties, chasing girls. Yes.
0: Yes, because they have the escalation of the beer drinking, which sort of goes from one pint to another pint, with Bill having the larger one. And stein. And the stein. Then all the way through to the straws and the bathtub.
2: Yes, and then the yard glasses they get at the end. <laughs> yes. And now, of course, being Australian, of course, we do have a Prime Minister who held the world record for a time for yes. sculling a yard yeah. glass go us <laughs> go Bob and, and of course still regularly makes a, a feature on the cricket every year when he goes there's always a group who try to get him to smash down a quick pot before he leaves yep. uh,
0: even in his 80s ex Prime minister Bob Hawke still skulls a beer for the cameras yes
2: yeah, and does it in about two seconds flat
0: well there was one the other day where he did it with the current leader of the Labour Party and like absolutely thrashed him oh. anyway we're going off topic here yes. <laughs> Uh, but yes, so there's, there's the beer drinking, then there's the chasing nurses part as well.
2: Well, there is, and they do that a few times. I mean, there's the bit in the office where, of course, Bill says he wants to be a doctor because, of course, he can get all the nurses he can, and before Tim cuts him off. Yes. And then, of course, they do the Brayham lure as the nurse going around the track. Yes. And then if there's the long jump where how they can touch the, pinch the nurse. Yeah, the well, it's get... not just
0: touching, it's pinching, yes.
2: Well, touching the first two, because Graham and Tim just give her a slap. And, of course, she jumps. Bill, because he gets the big sort of burly butch nurse, gets the... And
0: then gets whacked. Yes. Which, yeah, again, it's funny to watch these and see how much they use Bill as sort of the exaggeration of the joke. Yes. So not only do you have the joke of them sculling beer, Bill has a bigger one. Not only do they have the joke, well, joke for its time, of pinching the bottom of the nurses, Bill gets... The bigger one. Yes, and and of course there's a
2: scene where they're climbing over the wall into the nurse's home. Graham and Tim, of course, help the nurse over the wall and climb. Bill, because he's got the big, just smash, and she just picks him up and smashes through the wall.
0: So there's all of that stuff there, which, again, all plays on that uh, just idea in the culture that all medical students do is chase nurses and drink beer.
2: Yes, and of course there's no actual practice or anything in there when they all collapse drunk at the end of it. Of course, they get a, a scorecard and then they're all told they passed.
0: Mm. And, and and credit to that shot there, actually, which is... I don't think it's a crane shot, but the camera's quite high when they collapse. And then it zooms all the way into the pass sticker on their chest. It's mm. actually not a bad shot for what they're doing. They then get to the hospital where Timbrook-Taylor has suddenly become an expert.
2: Yes, having been there one day longer than the other two. At Crippen Ward. Dr Crippen was an American doctor who was executed in, in 1910 for murdering his wife. He apparently actually went on the run and boarded a ship to go to Canada and the, someone on the ship recognised him and wired back to England saying, I think we've got this guy on the ship. So they boarded, the authorities boarded a faster ship, got to Canada, I think, a few hours before him and were basically waiting for him
1: at the other end.
0: Wow, OK, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. I guess Tim becomes the expert because somebody needs to be showing them around.
1: Show them the old ropes. There they are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: OK, showed them around the hospital ward. Again, some good jokes come out of there. Graham's... This isn't fit for pigs. No, the RSPCA agreed.
2: Yes, and the pigs left yesterday. Yes.
1: <laughs> and meet Nurse Nightingale.
2: Oh. <laughs> and again, Bill gets very excited at the fact he's actually going to you know, meet a nurse. Yes.
1: You didn't say she was a male nurse. She isn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird, that one. We might just leave that one there, I think. <laughs> Move on quickly. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, look, you know, why don't you go make the beds? Okay, here's the wood and some nails, you know. All of that sort of stuff.
2: Um, and you see the, the patients, and they're obviously there, they've got leeches on them and whatever, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so all that joke that, you know, the latest in British medical treatment is people lying around with leeches, hacksaws, you yes. know, in filth.
2: Yes, they get fed once a week, which are basically fish heads and... Uh...
0: Yes, and if they don't behave, then they get to... They get made to listen to little Jimmy <laughs> little Osmond. <Julie> Osmond. <laughs>
2: now, we're actually going to make you listen to little Jimmy yeah. Osmond. Here's a short clip. <laughs>
0: So that was uh, Jimmy Osmond doing Long Haired Lover from Liverpool, which, this says something about the United Kingdom for our listeners over there, guys. That was number one in the UK for five weeks.
2: Yeah, that, that was a Christmas record, though, wasn't it?
0: Still five weeks. And and it wasn't his only gold record in the UK either. I've done some checking. He was the first Osmond to individually get three gold records. The others got them as a group, and others got them later on, but he was the first to individually get gold records. Wow. Wow. So well done, UK. Go you. <laughs> um, but a- again, so you can you can sort of see, I mean, that would have been the Christmas just immediately past writing this. Yeah. So you can sort of see where all that was coming from. And the first Osmond joke, and again, we get a few more as yes. the series goes on and as they become bigger in the UK. Anything else you want to say about the hospital before we go on and meet the minister? No? Well, in that no. case, we'll go and meet the minister. So they then go and decide to report to the minister for health. Now... At this point, the Secretary of State for Health in the UK, and in fact he was for the whole four years under the Heath government, was Sir Keith Joseph, who basically is considered the co-founder of Thatcherism. He was sort of the philosophical or intellectual person behind a lot of Thatcherism when she came to power, and it was only when he stood aside from the leadership that Margaret Thatcher said, well, if you're not going for it, I will, and took on ted heath and the rest is history so a very big part of uk politics at the time given that he was somebody of similar stature and height and hair color to the minister here i don't know whether that's just a happy coincidence
2: was he sort of scottish
0: no he wasn't so the voice isn't a parody, right. but physically look i don't know whether it's just purely coincidence they've just gone for this guy and look you know he's a male of a certain age of a certain height yep. But I did wonder whether there was a little bit of overlap there, that it was a bit of an attack at Sir Keith Joseph.
1: Right. Oh, look, probably visually it might have been, but Harry H. Corbett did his impersonation of uh, elderly Dr Cameron from Dr Finley's casebook as an impersonation oh, of that, okay. which was huge at the time.
0: Okay, so we have, probably have a couple of influences there on the minister, but he's played by Harry H. Corbett. Yes. Somebody want to tell us all about him? As,
2: as distinct from Harry Corbett. Of sooty sir, fame. Yes, sir, of course, he was sooty fame. And that is the reason he is Harry H. Corbett, is because he had to differentiate himself from Harry Corbett.
1: Yeah, and he stands for anything that's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. And, of course, they do They do take the, the opportunity to sneak in a sooty gag yes. uh, a little later in the episode. Yes. He, of course, is best known for... Steptoe and son. Yes. As the son. Yes, Harold. <laughs> Harold.
0: So this is very much at the time when Steptoe and Son was coming towards its end. I think it had one series to go at this point, is that right?
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Is he known for much else? I know prior to Steptoe, he was a dramatic actor and I think extremely well regarded.
1: Yeah, look, he appeared in a couple of armchair thrillers. I think one may have been with Diana Rigg. Okay. So...
2: Is that that, post-Steptoe?
1: No, this is all pre-Steptoe. So okay. this would have been even pre-Avengers for Diana. Rig.
2: Okay. I know he was reasonably well regarded because Steptoe, I think, started out as... It was one of those series that started out as a pilot, mate, just a one-off That's right, episode, yes. made and then was picked up to, to go to series. Yes. I don't know whether saying Steptoe really destroyed his career is probably being a bit exaggerated but i do think he found work post-steptoe quite difficult to come by
0: and i think fair to say this is an example of an actor where one character just consumed his whole
2: yes because there, there has been a fair bit of stuff written about steptoe i think that subsequently been proven untrue the fact that that he and Wilfred brown had at each other's guts i think by the end of it i believe that that's now been dismissed as being not true oh but yes it's harry age corbin
0: and he's playing the minister of health so we should probably talk about that sequence what did you guys make of it? Because I must admit, this was the weak part of the episode for me. Well, you've got a Tim speech in there that has to be cut for the
2: Well, episode. which is interesting because the minister just happens to have a record and a gramophone in his office.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Uh, I actually quite like the sequence in, in the office. I like Harry H. Corbett in this role and, and what he brought to it.
2: I, I thought he was good. There's probably the bit. I mean, the, the bit about playing the minister as a sick person or someone who's terrified of microbes and germs and allergic to the word. Hey. Hey, that probably grated on me a bit. I must admit that bit of it particularly.
0: Yeah, that, that was it for me as well. It, it, it was an example of, okay, I get the joke. I'm over the joke. Yeah. And, yeah. and the hay stuff never landed for me. Nevertheless, I mean, there was one bit in here, Tom, I know that you love.
1: Yeah. Oh, I absolutely adore Graham when he's trying to explain instead of getting the patients to go to the hospital <laughs> and the minister sprays the hand and he gives it the dead spider treatment, uh, why don't we get the hospital to go to the patients? And then you get sprayed with the other hand and in the face by the Minister of Health. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I really uh, liked just, that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely adore that whole sequence. And again, it's down Graham and his versatility as a performer. But an example
0: here, perhaps, of, again, the memory cheating. My memory is of this sequence and all the stuff with the Minister being, by far, the main thrust of the largest part of this episode. But actually, Corbett's only in it for a few minutes here and about another minute at the end.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah, there's, a bit, there's the second scene where, he, where they do the sooty joke, where he yes. rings them, and then there's a bit later on where he comes to strike them off the register as the yeah, witch doctor. As the, witch like, doctor, yes, the witch yeah. Doctor.
0: But yeah, he's not really in it for that much, and considering what a big get that would have been, it's interesting.
2: Well, I, I think we've touched on this is that they're probably now they're writing the guest artists now to have cameos and come in and do one or two scenes which and the goodies themselves those get the, still get the bulk of the episode. Well, the, from there they then obviously they then go and set up the travelling hospital which takes us into our second film sequence.
0: Yeah, and I thought quite comfortably the weaker of the two sequences. Did you guys
1: find that or?
2: Look, I think there are some good visual jokes in there. It maybe goes, perhaps it goes a fraction
1: long yeah look once again you've got a couple of shots there that make it into the uh, Open opening, credits. opening credits
0: the x-ray skeleton i must admit that is very funny and that's the bit that does get in the credits
1: yeah, as does the pastor of paris venice de milo
0: yeah that was a bit weird
1: but yeah. you're right an icon so uh, just an iconic thing you've got the maternity ward with the ending up with 12 babies you know just popping them out like anything else one,
2: one note i did have there it's, it's interesting they take the wife into that. This is still obviously very much a time when the father waits outside, wait, waiting, waiting for news of what's happened.
1: No, that's true. And they're just handing him all the babies. And then, you know, I think there was a count of 12 in the end that they got.
2: Now, interesting
0: point here. Given that they're setting up a hospital, why is all of this filmed outside?
1: Well, it's a travelling hospital. But so. surely
0: you can travel to a building.
1: Yeah, just to knock down
2: a local park. So. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: you, know, you know, people giving birth in an 11b11 tent.
1: Yes. So.
0: I, I, you know, look, I, I kind of see what you're doing and maybe that was their intent, but yeah. it, it did seem very weird to me that they were doing surgery in a park.
1: But it was still very much in tune with the, uh, I suppose, the earlier treatment of still treating them before the yes the next segment.
2: I mean, there's some good stuff in there, like where they have the, the conveyor belt. They have a bloke on the conveyor belt and they do the operation. I'm assuming it's a, 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 like an appendectomy or something. but Something like that, yeah. Mm.
0: Now, look, that wasn't bad in the, the, the sewing machine to sew him up. Look, maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember it, actually. There are quite a few good gags in there. You're, you're, you're helping me here. So when they get their travelling hospital done the mr reason to complain and while he's doing that he's playing with a little sooty character yes
2: yeah, so he makes sooty dial he makes sooty <laughs> dial the phone yes
0: then blows his nose with him and pulls another one out of the
2: tissue package <laughs> yes except it's very obvious there isn't a third one in <laughs> yeah there. that's right there is no
1: second take
0: <laughs> but yeah look a, a nice little sooty gag our first sooty gag yes it will be a first will sooty be. gag. yeah. okay the goodies then decide to elevate things again.
2: Yeah, we that that elixir really just sort of comes from nowhere. I mean they don't actually see them invent it or anything. They just suddenly next thing here they are with their traveling medicine show.
1: And it gets down to that point where it was probably meant to be fake, but it ends up being real. Yes. So, that's you know, the thing it, it, it's, it's sort of to be that
2: that whole, you know, snake oil salesman type deal. But
0: We well, I I kind of get the logic of that because if you're doing a show about medicine generally and you've really exhausted as they have this idea of criticising the NHS to then go, well, what other medicine jokes can we do? Oh, snake oil salesman. I mean, that's a real, you know, trope no, no, of the way, genre. Western medical
2: show. Yeah. yeah, so
0: that's a real trope of the genre and it's a logical place to go, I think.
1: And let's, let Bill write a song.
2: Well, which apparently was done live in the studio. And unlike a lot of their others, which were pre-records, they actually did sing that live in the studio. Okay. Well, that,
1: well it's, I think it's the first time that they would have had to have actually done a performance of a song because everything else was a soundtrack. I,
2: outside
1: of... Music lovers, and,
2: and of course the Fred Tomlinson singers come yeah. along
0: yet again. <laughs> but oh, yes, <laughs> c- credit to it. Even though I probably hadn't watched this episode for fifteen or twenty years, I knew the song word for word. That was
2: a note I had actually. Both the songs in this were really quite catchy.
0: Yes, yeah, Medicine Man's not bad. I couldn't quote yeah. that word for word, but yeah, Graham's Elixir song I could quote that word for word after fifteen years yeah. of not hearing that. That's a really, really <laughs> catchy song. <laughs> The only bit that comes out of that, though, is I get why they're speaking in a sort of faux Southern American accent, but every patient that's treated with it, up to and including the guy in their office at the end, suddenly gets a Southern American accent as well.
2: And, of
1: course, we get a Tony Blackburn joke in the middle of the sparking. Oh, yep. Yes. Heartburn, Sunburn, heartburn, heartburn, and Tony, Tony Blackburn. Blackburn.
0: Woohoo! We can then get uh, Corbett's final bit when he comes out complete with the, the witch doctor, our little you know, skeleton or skull staff thing. Yes,
2: and, and the cash register to put him in the register.
0: Yes. <laughs> you can't strike us off the register. Why not? We ain't on oh, the, the register. register.
1: <laughs> a lot of bad puns that he'd like to throw in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, look, again, for an episode that I didn't have fond memories of, that's a really funny sequence.
2: It's interesting that the scene with him, though, he comes in with the three guys from the medical board. Yes. It doesn't really go anywhere with him because they sort of turn and dance off with the goodies. Mm, and
1: they yes. And he's just sort of left there. There's no real end to his appearance at all. No, but leading into the next part, you know, the NHS locks down all of its patients so they can't be... Yeah, <laughs> the
2: goodies can't treat them.
1: But yeah. again, I guess this is the interesting thing.
0: This is not a story about the minister hiring them to fix the system. It's about them trying to fix the system and the minister's incidental to it. Yes. So he, he's just in there when they need a minister.
2: Although, as he does make the point, if you cure all the sick people, then what am I going to do? Yeah. But yes, and then, of course, that then leads into the third film sequence where they go around, of course, they travel the country curing everybody. Yes. In, including waking up Egyptian mummies and reviving a dead bloke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, going through all the uh, hospitals... All that sort of thing. So yeah, look.
2: Nursing homes. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, they get to the end there where they're treating the last sick man in England,
2: except for themselves. Yes. yes.
0: But that's okay. They can go into hospital.
2: Well, that's the thing. They've actually used all the elixir now. Since they clearly made it themselves. Yes. Why do they not just whip up whip another, another batch?
0: batch. <laughs> that did cross my mind as well. Unless Graham literally just made it with no idea what he was doing and.
2: and it's a, my God, it actually works He has
0: no it's idea what, what the recipe was. And placebo. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, look, that brings them to basically the end of the episode. In
2: the end, and, of course, they're all locked up, and then, of course, they can't get into the hospital because the NHS have suspended all services. Yes. And then, of course, it ends with them. <laughs> they hung upside down.
0: Yeah, and just a strange visual joke, I guess, for the sake of finishing the episode. yeah, mm. mm. like I say, for an episode that, and I've repeated this a couple of times, I didn't have huge memories of, there were large parts where I was laughing. Yes, I thought... Some of the stuff with The Minister fell flat. A couple of the film sequences may be a bit too long. and Look, more than most episodes, this does rely on those film sequences because there's three of them. Yes, there is. And the three of them are all quite lengthy. So it does drag a little bit. I don't know if there's enough material really to justify the 30 minutes. But again, we're judging it 40 years later. So
2: Well, the interesting note I had here is if you listen... Somebody in the studio audience is really, really getting into the episode. There is somebody who's having a great time
0: watching it. Yeah, look, a fun episode. Any other final thoughts before we go into our segments, gentlemen?
2: No, No. as I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really solid episode. I Mm. I had a lot of fun watching it. So did
0: I. Okay. We'll move into our regular segments then, the first of which is ads, and we have two ads.
2: We do. Goodlop QP Radials. And of
0: course, the joke being that you don't realise it's for tyres until no, the very last it's bit. A,
2: it's a takeoff of, a, of an ad. There was a roundtree polo mix, which I'm guessing must have been something like, for Australians, something like Lifesafels.
0: Well, that's what um, I assumed it was, yes. Yes, the,
2: the small mollies with its round. Ooh, a hole in
1: a the
0: middle. Of... <laughs> and I wonder to what extent those characters they do are direct takeoffs of the ad, because Bill is doing something very... I
2: go I have one...
0: So I'm not sure whether that was just Bill doing a, a random funny voice, or whether there was a gentleman who just sounded like, sounded that. like that. Yes, <laughs> but no, that was that was quite funny because it just—it's an example of that goodies ad that just takes something that you that, think is going one way and then that, just goes a whole different, different way direction. at the end. And then the, the, the second other, one,
2: <laughs> the other end is of course the rice crunchies ad. <laughs> yeah,
0: look. Listen to Breakfast, I knew what was coming, and I still absolutely was guffawing yeah, when was, it actually I happened. I really,
2: really like this one. We did actually try, I remember when we, uh, when I was younger at school, this was one we did try to take off for a video project at school. And we, <laughs> and we were really struggling to work out how to make the bowl of rice krispies explode. <laughs> so we wound up we didn't do it because we couldn't make it do it.
0: Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, two very funny ads there. It's a shame that there aren't more of them in this series tropes and first gentlemen well we've mentioned of course tony blackburn yes yes. uh we've mentioned the first use of jimmy osmond yes the osmonds will become a target of the goodies humor for a little while now. later
2: on of course it's the first sooty joke
0: first sooty joke there's a land of hope and glory speech sort of sort of well it's interesting because we've been making note of these there haven't been a lot of them they've been less than i've expected
2: I think when you get later on into the goodies you probably get this is something that the audience starts to perhaps expect yes that, that you'll see
0: but interesting that even now where we haven't had that many of them graham just cuts him straight off with, we don't have time for this
1: <laughs> <laughs> once they've done the joke a couple of times
2: yeah yeah and i, and I suppose look that is another way to, to actually keep the joke going yes
1: yeah, yeah. so i don't think it's a, a first but part of a, an ironic finish so probably the last time was almost charity bounce. So where they've, you know, they've gone and done something mm. and... And, and
2: they, they've everybody else but not themselves. Yeah, exactly. And they wind up worse off because of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point, actually. That does come back a bit.
0: Yeah, I like that one. Any others?
2: I didn't, I didn't have any others. No, no well,
0: that's a few. Do we have anything this week for what couldn't they get away with today?
2: Yes, we, we sort of touched on the, the sexist attitude to the nurses. Yes. And I, I think you would struggle with that now. It, it was uncut here. Uh, there were no cuts made to it in Australia.
0: Yeah, I think you would certainly get away with making fun of medical students as people who chase nurses, chase women generally and drink yes. a lot. In that context, I think it works.
2: I don't think you could do it in that way.
0: In that way, no. So the bit where it's actually... The nurse stood at the end of the sandpit and they have to slap her to get her to jump.
2: Yes, and, and, and Bill saying that, that being a doctor means he can have all the nurses he, he can get his hands on.
0: Yeah, as I say, I think you could certainly do that joke because that is still a part of humour. But you'd be approaching it very differently. Yes. Gentlemen, time for our favourite gags. Well, I'm going to go first this week because I want to nominate before anybody else can listen to Breakfast.
1: and i think we all had that did we oh that's always a favorite but no my favorite of course was graham in the minister being sprayed by oh that yeah yeah that 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 just every time just him making his hand die you know doing the dead spider
0: richard what about you
2: um well i had the rice krispies egg. probably so you, you did jump in ahead of me I'm actually not going to pick a joke. I'm actually just going to pick the two pieces of music. Because as we discussed, the Travelling Show one is extremely catchy.
0: Yeah, look, had I not gone for the ad, I would have gone for that, that whole song. Man, that and sequence, I
2: really and... like Medicine Man as well. I thought yeah. that was a
1: really catchy little song too. Again, it would have been good if that was actually released on one of the albums. Yes. Either of those songs, actually. Hmm. So neither of them made it.
0: No, but very catchy. So I think another episode that we've all enjoyed. Very much so. Not a classic, but just a good, solid episode. Indeed. Fair enough. Well, next week you can join us for one of their longer episodes. That's goodies and the beanstalk. Until then,
1: let's take a walk in the Black Forest. sort of round uh, with a, a hole in the middle and uh, sort of a minty taste. It's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, you can stick your tongue through it. Mmm, <laughs> oh, I so round with a hole in it. <laughs> it's very good. I think I'll have another one. Good night. <laughs>